the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, greetings. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Indian Summer Friday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, it's good to see you. How are things in your neck of the woods? Uh, good. Uh, though we're not streaming visually online, I do want to highlight the fact that I am wearing... Oh, a Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Is this a new sweatshirt for the season? Uh, it's one I got for Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. And nice. uh, it's my first time I've worn it this season. Really? Uh-huh. Well, it's like the um, it's the salute to service one. It's the Honors 7 our and O. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the 7 it's, and O. Is that a, is that a uh, camouflage scarf? Yes, it is. Yes. It, no, it's a, it's the hood. I see. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. Well, very good. Okay. All right. Uh, enough of the fashion and accoutrements. Mm-hmm. Let's look forward now to the top four at four. All right, John. Mike, top four at four for Friday, November 6th. Yeah. Are these number one? Election day 2020 stretches into day four. Mm. Here in Pennsylvania, former Mm. Vice President Joe Biden took the popular vote lead shortly before 9 a.m. this morning. According to the PG, more than 100,000 mail-in ballots are still left to tally, as well as a potentially large number of provisional ballots. And Biden has typically carried these votes by a three to one ratio. As of 1.05 p.m. today, Mr. Biden was ahead by 12,325 votes. Are you ready for this? 49.52 percent. To 49.33% in a race that has seen more than 6.6 million voters. That's crazy. That is so crazy. Oh, my gosh. Number two. Sometime today, maybe, right? I don't know. I'm not even saying. All right. Number two. Republican Tim DeFore won the PA Auditor General's race, making him the first Republican candidate in that job in more than 20 years. Very nice. Republicans have maintained control, by the way, of both chambers of the PA state legislature. Really? Excellent. Yes. All right. right, Number three. Uh, You know Brad Raffensperger, John? I do not. You don't? No. Should I know that name? Well, he's Georgia's Secretary of State. And he says that there's going to be a recount in his state in the presidential election race based on the current narrow margin and the few votes left to be counted. According to The Wall Street Journal by late this morning. Are you ready? Mr. Biden led Mr. Trump by only about 1,500 votes out of 4.9 million. That's crazy. If the margin holds, it'll be the closest presidential election in Georgia since at least the Civil War. Wow. Right now, Mr. Raffensperger said, Georgia remains too close to call. Okay. All right. Very good. And number four, the PG reports that Steeler coach Mike Tomlin and the organization have been fined a combined 350 grand by the NFL for not wearing masks during Sunday's win against the Ravens in Baltimore, according to a team official. 
The league fined Tomlin $100,000 on his own and the team two fifty. A tweet from ESPN's Adam Schefter apparently included a photo of Tomlin celebrating without his mask on. Though I have to tell you, John, I've watched every single snap in every Steeler game this season, and I have not noticed him without a mask ever. So the fine is coming for after the game and well, after the game celebration? Well, really, they're not saying. Huh. I do want to say, however, parenthetically, that I think we all have been wondering how offensive coordinator Randy Feekner missed out on how to wear a mask 101. As he routinely has the entire back of his head covered and still his nose exposed. Uh, you know. I'm thinking maybe Tomlin's fine should just pass down the line to him. I mean, who decides that fine? I mean, how do, where does that come I from? I don't know. But anyway, that is your top four. four. Very nice. All right. $350,000, I'm sure, you know, for a professional sports organization. No, seriously. I think that's crazy. I know that they make, I know coaches make a ton of money, but $100,000 is still a lot of cash. I think that's crazy town. I wonder, you know, do the coaches, uh, someone like Mike Tomlin has been around the NFL for a long time. Does he have like a, um, like a fine slush fund? Where every paycheck or every year he well, puts some money aside, away. kind of like the kind of like the Christmas fund that our parents used to do. Yeah, right. The Christmas club, like mm, the Christmas club. Later, you know right. you're going to need it, right? Right. Yeah. Did you I have a Christmas know. club? Oh, I remember my dad always had a Christmas. Oh club. yeah, I had a Christmas mm-hmm. club. I'm mm-hmm. Very proud of it, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Sure. Right. Now December comes around, you're like, I'm feeling pretty oh, good about this. I got my cover. I'm covered there. I can get mom whatever I want. Very exactly. nice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, right. I I just I think that this this is just pure posturing on the part of the NFL. I really do. I just, I think it's a cash grab and I know that they ostensibly say that the money that they garner from fines goes into a particular fund that they use to support X players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that, but it's just, it seems like I've watched a ton of NFL games where there are coaches who aren't wearing a mask appropriately no, and I they agree. don't get fined, but all of a sudden, because it was a high profile game and the Steelers and Ravens were the number one game of the weekend, all of a sudden Mike Tomlin and the organization get hit with 350,000 in fines. I think, I think that's lame. I mm. really do. Well, I, you can guarantee that Mike Tomlin's going to have that mask on from sun up to sundown on Sunday. Doesn't you know he look, it. he looks like a mercenary. I like thing, it. Doesn't it's he? a nice look. Hey, Very listen, nice look. Uh, parent, uh, let me say this. Coach John Gruden and the Raiders, not the Oakland Raiders or the LA Raiders, because now they're the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, right. Have they traveled more than any team? Anyway, they've been hit hardest by the NFL. That team reportedly stripped of its sixth round draft pick in 2021 and fined $500,000 in addition to another $15,000 fine to Gruden for violations. And he already got hit earlier in the season with a $100,000 fine. Wait, you lose a draft pick because you don't wear a mask? Right here. That's what it says in the PG. What the heck? All right. Okay, fair I th- enough. I don't know if it was just not wearing a mask. They had, they've had they had other violations of COVID-19 policy mm-hmm. in the Raiders organization, which is so hard to believe because you can all imagine the Raiders are just rule followers, right? They're just <laughs> nice guys who are just trying to contribute. Holy smokes. Okay, so masks apparently are a big deal in yes. the NFL. Yes. All right, are you going to watch the game on Sunday? Uh, 4.30 kickoff, right? Uh, oh, is it a 4.30? Yeah, late afternoon, which is good. It's finally, it's about time. I like the 4.30 kickoff. Me too. Yeah, much better. Yeah. Um, but yes, of course I'll watch it. Excellent. Aren't you going to watch it? Heck yeah, I am. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, it, it seems to be, you know, everyone's saying, oh, the Steelers are up, you know, a 13-point um, uh, swing on the um, on the win. So, Holy smokes. Uh, maybe it's not re- any reason to watch it. Right. The Steelers are going to win already. Listen, the Steel. 
if anyone's saying that they haven't watched this dealership of the last of course you five know. years, you know, because they dropped really dumb games right. every year. So let's not make this one of them. No, of course I'm going to watch it. Look forward to it. Okay, great. All right. Let's look forward to the rest of the show. Can we please uh, coming up in just a few minutes? A good friend of ours, Dr. Richard Mao is with us. We're going to talk about work. Uh, is God in your work on a daily basis? Jubilee. That's straight ahead here. It's the Friday edition. Gath, what time is it? Oh my gosh. Your weekend has begun. 12 minutes past the 4 o'clock hour. Truly all is right and well. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800 936-5496 That's 1-800-936-5496 Planning a vacation can be a lot of fun but preparing for retirement? Not so much. It's confusing. That's where Kevin Bach can help showing you how to generate retirement income how to choose a good Social Security claiming strategy, and how to help minimize your tax obligations. Call Kevin at 724-837-3553 Kevin Bach is not affiliated with the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach, PA Insurance License Number 352896. I'm a Christian. I go to church, say my prayers, I leave it there, and then I go live my life. But is that really how it works? If you're a Christian, is Christ in your life, all over your life, or is he in a box somewhere and you bring him out and everything's good? 
Dr. Richard Mao is with us. Dr. Mao is professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California, where he has served as president for 20 years. Dr. Mao has written numerous books. His newest is called Restless Faith, Holding Evangelical Beliefs in a World of Contested Labels. Richard, friend, welcome back. How are you, sir? Hey, good to hear your voice. Great. And you as well. Thank you. Hey, Richard, um, I'm glad you want to talk about um, good work today and about, you know, vocation. I, I've told this story before on the air. It's kind of illustrative to me. Um, several years ago, a friend of mine had a conversation with her pastor, and she wanted to know kind of what his, you know, theology of work was. And he said, well, my theology of work is that you go off and, you know, work in your career and you earn money. And then you donate it to the church. You donate a portion of it to the church and give it to me. And all of us who are ministers, we do ministry. And and she thought, well, I I really think that the Christian vocation is deeper than that. You know, if I'm a banker, I would like to be a Christian as a banker. I would like to do something for Christ in the banking field. And her pastor didn't think that that was the way to go. What do you say? Well, I I mean, I'm with her all the way on that. And, you know, it was it's interesting. I was once in South Korea and meeting with some Fuller alums, and there was a a Fuller uh, South Korean alum of Fuller Seminary who got a Master of Divinity degree, went back to Korea, and got a job as a journalist at a large newspaper where he really? was writing things about religion three or four times a week, you know, but major pieces that, that was read by millions of people. And he told me that his fellow alums were very upset that he did not go into ministry, you know. And he's saying, all that I'm doing is serving Christ in, right, in journalism, you know. And uh, no, I mean, this is, this is such a problem. And I've heard it over and over again. Uh, you go out there in the business world, you make money, come back into the church. And furthermore, you, you better also serve the church in various ways in addition to money, you know? Mm-hmm. You think and, in some uh, ways, it, yeah. it, Richard, it'd be kind of hard to separate the two, right? But people strive to do that, which is kind of odd. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and fortunately, uh, there's a growing interest in this. And I think seminaries have failed. Uh, you know, we've, we've trained pastors to, to think that large churches, that's what we really need, you know, church growth. And, um, but, but the idea of, and, and our own little congregation, you know, had a whole thing on God is sending us out into our daily work to serve the Lord, you know? So there's an insurance guy that I know who told me that he, he, he had just written a policy for a young couple, uh, they were going to have their first child. They'd been married for a little over a year. And he said they wanted to work on some insurance policy things. And he said, I had the sense that the Lord was looking over my shoulder as I wrote that policy because I was dealing with some of the most important questions in their lives. What kind of family do we want to be? What are our values? You know, How do we, how do we love each other <laughs> in the ways in which we use our resources, you know? Mm-hmm. And he said, um, I was ministering to them, you know? And that's the kind of thing that, that we, those are the questions that I think pastors need to learn. And, mm-hmm. 
and, and also lay people, because, you know, here's one of the wonderful things about evangelical Christianity. We have all these groups, the Catholics don't have them, the mainline Protestants don't have them, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you know? When's the last time you ever heard of any group called the Fellowship of Episcopal Athletes? <laughs> you know? Right, or, right. <laughs> so, Christian athletes, uh, Christian business. Do you know there's a Christian airline personnel Bible study at, at all the major airports? Really? And that they get together and pray for each other about how they're going to uh, treat people in first class <laughs> as, as uh, you know, and 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 just really important questions about how do you, how do you be a Christian? I mean, for example, serving drinks in first class, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not that you're not going to do it, but you know, how do you, how do you uh, speak in, in loving ways to people who may be mm-hmm. struggling with, with important issues? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So Richard, uh, I see this, then that's up to the individual to adopt that, that fabric of Christ in their life and in the mindset of Jesus to be Jesus into the world, whether you're serving drinks uh, on an airliner or, you know, you've got a friend, you told me this uh, off air, uh, a guy who used to run John Deere. I mean, John yeah. Deere's a, I'm sure a multi-million, if not multi-billion worldwide corporation. Can you tell us the story of your friend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he contacted me because he'd read some stuff that I wrote. This was about 15 years ago. And I would go out to John Deere headquarters one day a year, and we'd sit and talk theology all day in his office. And each of us had been traveling around in China for various reasons, and there are John Deere dealerships in China. He told me, he showed me a photograph that he has on his desk in his office. He had, and it was a picture of a, a farmer in a field with a hoe and a water buffalo. And he said, that's rural China. And he said, my shareholders want me to sell them a tractor. And I said, you know, I'd love to sell them a tractor, but he's not ready for that. What we need to find is the next piece of technology beyond the hoe and the, the water buffalo. But before we do that, there's a prior question. He lives in a village that doesn't have fresh water. We gotta dig a well. We got to study the level of nutrition in that village, which is very bad. Then we got to think: what are the crops that we need to grow to improve the level of nutrition in that village? And how do we develop the technology that helps that farmer do that? Mm-hmm. He said, "20 years from now, we'll sell them a combine, but right now we need to study the level of nutrition in that village." And he said, "They bought that. You know, that's that's good business." Right. But he said, I and, was thinking, I was talking to them about the bottom line, but I was thinking to them about Jesus. <laughs> and I thought that was just wonderful, you know, to, to see developing farm machinery as a way of promoting human good beyond simply wanting to make money at it, you know. Dr. Richard Mao is professor of faith and public life at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California, where he served as president for more than 20 years. His latest book is called Restless Faith, Holding Evangelical Beliefs in a World of Contested Labels. 
Richard, I was um, I was never introduced to the idea of Christian vocation until I went to college, and um, there is a uh, a Christian ministry conference that is held here in Pittsburgh every year called Jubilee, I put on by the Coalition for Christian Outreach, tonight. right? And when I was there my freshman year, all of a sudden I heard this like amazing idea that that I I could be I could be in ministry and be in broadcasting. Or I could be in ministry and be a baker, yeah. or I could be in ministry and be an engineer, except I couldn't be an engineer because I'm terrible in math. But you know what I mean? Like all yeah, of a sudden, yeah. it wasn't yeah. just ministry was what pastors do. It was what every Christian is supposed to do. And it's not just about in your workplace being a good evangelist, though that's very important. It's in your workplace doing a good job at your job. That's right. Absolutely. You know, you know, Kathy, I, I once spoke at, I mean, I've spoken several times at, at, uh, at Jubilee, but you one did. time when I spoke, I, I, I would always try to go to the workshops, you know, the, the yeah. individual sessions. Sure. And there was a Christian architect who gave this wonderful talk, and he had just designed a sports stadium. Oh, and he David Grissel. David Grissel. Yeah. Right. He, he said one of the big problems with stadiums is, you know, the, the, the food guy will come around and he'll throw the hot dog all wrapped up way down the row. And he said, uh, people are eating together at, at a stadium. And so we designed this so that they had, uh, th- there was more interaction with the person who gave the food. And and, and it, 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 this is a community event. How do we bring people together? In ways that they 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 can they can feel like a community rather than mm-hmm. just a bunch of independent people yeah. eating hot dogs, like watching a game. Yeah, and and just that idea: that w- what is a stadium, and what's it for, and how can we improve the the sense of bonding of, of people being together in a stadium? Yeah, yeah. And those are, I mean, those are big questions for architecture. They sure are. <laughs> and here are all these architecture students uh, hearing this. And I just said, isn't this, I mean, doesn't the Lord just love this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, my guess is that it's quite possible he, he, at the time, was going to a church where the pastor had no idea what he was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, uh, the architect is uh, David Greisel, who... He designed uh, our local um, ballpark, Richard. Right. Uh, it's PNC Park. And, you know, generally, as horrific as the Pirates as a ball team are, PNC <laughs> Park is generally considered to be, you know, one of, if not the best ballpark in the country. I mean, really, it's essentially, it's a cathedral to baseball. And I think yeah. anybody who walks in there and who loves the game recognizes it right away. So uh, kudos to that man, to David Greisel and, and the work that he's done, because, uh I mean, there it is, right? That's Jesus on a man's imprint, helping and to, to flourish for the greater good. That's right. And that's exactly exactly what the kind of thing that we we need to be thinking about. And, you know, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you know, in the old days, all those groups back when I was growing up, it was all about witnessing on the job, you know, which is certainly important. You know? But people seldom thought about... Uh, how actually their work could serve human needs and human mm-hmm. purposes, like creating community at a ballpark. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're one of the, you know, given the divisiveness of our culture, you know, I go to Dodger Stadium and they're black and white and brown, people speaking different languages. Yeah. Uh, and, and yet, you know, 
we 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 stand and do the, the national anthem. That's a good thing. But after that, it's just kind of yelling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just to be thinking about community at a, at a stadium, I think, is very important. And sure also players. Uh, the, the great black evangelist, the late black evangelist Tom Skinner, you say, you know, he was the, the, the um, chaplain to the Washington Redskins. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, we, we always prayed together. And like, but he said, we also ran seminars. Uh, he said, I talked to these young African-American players. And and they were afraid to be traded because their kids were going to school. And owners wouldn't even think about that. They'd trade the guy in in July when, when the kids were already going to start school. And all of a sudden, they got to move to another city, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he said, this sounds kind of strange to say, but it's like another form of slavery, you know? Hmm. You just sell people off without worrying about their families and the like. Right. And... Christian athletes, Christian coaches need to be thinking about those kinds of things. You know, these are married human beings, husbands, fathers, uh, sons and daughters. Hey, Richard, uh, love those thoughts. Really good stuff. And, you know, because we're talking about Jesus and ballparks and now we're looking at baseball, um, because you're a Dodgers fan, we got to tip our hat to you. Congratulations. Oh, this, is a little, this is a little painful, but I guess we have to say it. Good for you, Richard. No. But it's been kind of a weird, a weird season to try to yeah, follow really all of that, hasn't it? I mean, That's oh, okay. I, I don't think there's any asterisk connected no, to that. No, right? no, You're no. Champions. They, won, they won it fair and square. That was, it yeah, was an really excellent did. World Series. I mean, they, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah. And it's kind of a, I see, I, I, you know, you and I have talked about, the three of us have talked about this in the past, that I, I just think uh, ballparks are one of the places where people come together as fellow citizens, as fans. Yeah. Yep. And it's one of the places where we can begin to sort of experience, you know, Trump supporters standing, sitting next to Biden supporters, cheering for the same team. There's something good about that that we could work with, you know, and then of course coming together in a, in a congregation where we worship the same Lord. And then we can go out and think, what is it like to bring people together with, with common purposes, common goals, common needs, you know? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, that's really good. All right. That's Dr. Richard Mao. Richard Mao joins us each month on the ride home. Richard, you know, we love you. Thank you so much. Wonderful to hear from you again. Hey, great to be with you guys. Thank you. Love you. Always Bye-bye. good. Love you too. Peace be with you. Restless faith holding evangelical beliefs in a world of contested labels. Richard, This Mao. or that is coming up next. This or that. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. 
Call the Springhouse now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh. The only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. My pillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium my pillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium my pillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-094. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-094, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Tonight, clear with a low 42. Tomorrow, warm with the temperature approaching the record of 78 set in 1938 with plenty of sun and a high 74. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 43. Sunday, sunny and warm, with the temperature approaching the record of 76, set in 1881, with a high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. It's time now for our weekly endeavor of this or that. Kath? Would you like to go first or myself? I'd like to receive today. All right. Here you go. This is my this or that for you. Kath, Prozac, Xanax. Wow. Um, let's go for like the longer time. I'd go Prozac. All right. Self-doubt, self-blame. Oh, what am I better at? What, um, I definitely will go with uh, self-blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prayer, praise. Prayer. 
Jesus in the day, Jesus in the night. Uh, I'll go Jesus in the night. All right. For 500. Lavender, lilac. Oh, totally lilac. The Alps, the Caribbean. Caribbean. Having surgery without anesthesia, <laughs> the 2020 election. <laughs> um, I mean, just the pain factor I might not be able to handle. I think I'll still, in spite of all the difficulties, take the 2020 election. Bleeding from your eyeballs, <laughs> the 2020 election. Yeah, um, bleeding from eyeballs does sound difficult, as this is, but I think I'm still going to take the 2020 election. Autumn in New York, Paris in springtime. Oh. Well, I, I, I've been in to New York in the autumn, and it's really great, but I think I would rather try Paris in the springtime if we could ever travel anywhere again. All right. Being a shape shifter. Yeah. Being a time traveler. Oh. Shapeshifter. That is my edition of this or That's that. That's a good one. Mm. That's a good one. All right. I'm excited to ask you these questions. Sean. All right. Here we go. I'd like to begin with this. A 78-degree day in November mm. or a 50-degree day in July? Mm. I'm going for the 50-degree day in July. Are you? Okay. Uh, All right. Um, Friday night? Or Saturday night? Friday night. The Baltimore Ravens or the Dallas Cowboys? Mm. The Cowboys. Okay. It's Sally Field's birthday today. Oh. And so I ask you, Sally Field or Sally Ride? Oh, jeez. They're both flying nuns. Uh, I'm going... I'm going Sally Ride. Are you? Yeah, you got to go with an astronaut. That's space thing. Yeah. All right, Sally Ride or Sally Struthers? Oh, well, all in the family, Sally Struthers, yes. But then after that, kind of downhill, I'm still going Sally Ride. All right. Sally Ride or Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> I mean, that little tidbit of reality television and all that, I'm still going Dr. Sally Ride. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, John, Mike Tomlin's homicidal mercenary mask look <laughs> or... Steeler offensive coordinator Randy Feekner basically wearing his mask backward. <laughs> Mike Tomlin's homicidal look all day uh -huh, long. Good. All right. Um, John, an obs obscene amount of turkey leftovers on Thanksgiving mm -hmm. or a disappointing tiny turkey breast on your Thanksgiving table? Nah, nah. Give me the obscene amount of turkey leftovers. Right. We'll find a way to work it. All right. And last but not least. Yes. Four days without an election result mm. or four days without a COVID test result. <laughs> They're sort of holding hands together, aren't they? Mm -hmm. I think right? So. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess I got to go election results. I'm waiting with bated breath like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. That is the uh, November 6th edition the Ride Home, This or That. 101.5 WORD. I was sitting there and I seen the ultrasound and I just seen the baby. And at that moment, I wanted to keep the baby. She said, they go to heartbeat. 
You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak. Available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and true. Really love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit EK Excavation. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Cy Garden is back with us. Cy is a biochemist who has taught at the New York University, Rutgers University, and here locally at the University of Pittsburgh. We met Cy first because of his book, the Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. And Cy, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you back again. Thanks. It's great to be here. Mm-hmm. Cy, until I read this current article um, that John found and sent me, I didn't realize that you had a Jewish background. Yeah, I, I mentioned it briefly at the beginning of the book, but I also mentioned that I had no actual religious background because yeah. my family had been atheists and uh, very anti-religious. So I didn't, I really did not have a uh, culture. I did not have a religious or cultural Jewish background, but that's where my, that's where my roots are. <laughs> yeah. So after you came to Faith Sai, um, 
how yeah. much talk about your I don't know your connection with the stories of the Old Testament, especially the Exodus. Well, that's an interesting question. I um, once I did come to faith, I finally began reading the Bible, but it wasn't familiar to me because I'd had no previous experience with it, uh, and I found it. Um, you know, uh, uh, like everyone else does. I mean, I found it to be an amazing story, and Exodus in particular is is really very moving for the spiritual uh, approach to the issue of being enslaved and then becoming free and being able to escape a situation which is, you know, clearly oppressive and go into the world of freedom and the ability to worship God. And it's a very moving story. It's a beautiful story for everybody. And, uh, of course, you know, I, I also, by that time, I was also a Christian. So I began to see how that story of freedom and redemption really resounds with everybody, um, including the Jews and including, you know, everybody else, Christians and everyone else as well. So t- tell us what it's like to be a biochemist. And I'm sure you spent a lot of time peering down into a, a microscope um, you mm-hmm. see that hidden world, and I, I, I can't speak to it well like you can, but there has to be all this mystery and beauty surrounding that. Mm. When, when you did that often, somehow you miss God within the mix of that, yeah? Yeah. Um, well, I had fully bought into the idea that um, everything that is beautiful and wonderful about life can be explained by what people often call natural causes, and uh, I still think that that's true, but the difference is that now I understand that those natural causes are not the explanation. They're just the way that God created the world. I mean, God God created all the natural causes that we see when we look around us. When it comes to life, I, I, what I've been doing recently is been thinking very strongly about some of the details, the biochemical details of how life began and realizing that actually in this case there really are no natural causes that can explain some of the uh, mm-hmm. aspects of life that uh, often you hear people say, well, it was just evolution or it was just you know a random accident. That doesn't really work either, even on a scientific basis. So but what I'm working on now that's going to be my next activity is something that I like to call biotheology, and I'll, I'll say that this is the first time I'm mentioning this publicly. So... Uh, and that is what what are the theological implications of the formation and the origin of life, and I think they are vast and very profound hmm. so are are you going to be studying that further? Is that something you're going to write about? Well, as a matter of fact, I have very recently uh published a paper hmm. in the peer reviewed scientific literature about the origin of life. Uh, it's very technical, but I am working on that, and I'm working on it in two ways. One, I'm working on the scientific aspects. I have some collaborators, and we're looking at the possible ways that life could have started uh, in in the way it did. Uh, and, and the other aspect, I'm looking at a way to uh, connect some of these things with you know, theology, with the way, the way we think about God, the way we think about God as a creator. And so 
if I do write a book on that, it will be, you know, for the public. It won't be a, a technical treatise, mm-hmm. but it will be trying to explain to the public how it is that the existence of life is actually an incredibly strong uh, evidence for God as a creator. So I'm interested and really happy that you're writing both technical peer-reviewed papers and mm-hmm. papers for the public, you know, to, you know, translate to, you know, someone right. like me who doesn't have any mm-hmm. scientific background, um, kind of the point you're trying to get to. But about the technical papers or the peer-reviewed journals that you're writing in, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is there a resistance to um, conversations about origins? Well, that's an interesting question. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a um, there's a protocol in place in the academic scientific world, okay. uh, which does not allow mention of God, mention of miracles, mention of the Creator, and I don't do that in those technical papers. So, this paper that is just accepted, it hasn't come out yet, but it will soon, uh, has the title "The Continuity Principle and the Origin of Replication Fidelity." So <laughs> that's, that doesn't sound like it says anything about God or, or no. you know, yeah. or creation. But what it, what it has in there, um, and people who are um, scientists and who are experts will recognize that what I'm saying, basically, is that um, the evolution of some one of the parts of life that we consider, you know, to be so important in all living organisms, which is the way that cells reproduce themselves, right? We, we know mm-hmm. that a cell, any kind of a cell, a bacteria, splits into two, and you have two bacterial cells, right? But that's the only thing in the universe that can do that, and it does it with amazing accuracy. It's like 99.999% accurate. Mm. And if you think about the, the analogy I like to use is, suppose you see a beautiful home or a palace or a large house of some kind, and it's filled with treasures and has people and all kinds of things going on. And now you want to build a complete replica of that in every way, every painting, all the plumbing systems, everything about this house you want to make a replica of. That would be very hard to do, but you Mm -hmm. could do it. But there is no house or structure or anything else in the universe that can replicate itself. Itself. Oh, that's fascinating. That sure is. That's only the only thing that can replicate itself, and that includes chemicals, that includes everything, huh. is a living cell. Well, that's okay. So then, Sai, do that. <laughs> we so know that, how that, it does it. Well, Sai, that the protocol then. So the, the protocol that you talked about, you know, that sort of this is it a professional agreement or or, or whatever it is that you don't mention God or miracles, you know, in in your mm-hmm. work. I mean, when you see something like that, those cells dividing and replicating themselves to perfection, nine, 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 how, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you ignore that? How do you not talk about that? I mean, <laughs> right. Well, I'm hoping that sometime in the future, I don't know if it will be in my lifetime, but huh. at some point in the future, that protocol will go away because my mm-hmm. own personal view and I'm not alone in this. Uh, there's a very famous uh, synthetic chemist named John, James Tour, who also is an ex, you know he's an excellent scientist, and he also talks about the origin of life and the requirement for God to create it. But that protocol of not using God in any scientific paper goes way back, and um, you know, hundred a hundred years or so, 
And for it to be overthrown will require a lot of effort. I bet. But mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that at some point it'll become clear that God is not just uh, you know a fantasy belief system, as many atheists claim, but is actually an important part of reality. And we can't really, we cannot really explain, explore, and understand the reality of the universe around us if we ignore the reality and existence of God, the Creator. Right. Dr. Seigard is with us, biochemist who's taught at uh, New York University, Rutgers University, right here at the University of Pittsburgh, and he's the author of The Works of His Hands, A Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. All right, Sai, what about the... um, what about the atmosphere in your scientific community? Like, forget the, you know, the technical papers, the peer-reviewed journals. What about day-to-day interaction? Um, does faith ever come up? Do people know that you're a believer? Does that make you, you know, is there any type of, like, are you relegated to a different, like, lunch table because you believe in Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not one of the cool kids. <laughs> right. Well, I, you know, it's funny because I retired uh, several years ago. And um, when I was an active working scientist, I was just beginning to come to faith. So I never actually had that experience where I was the only Christian in a room of atheists. Um, but when I did, when I when I did retire, I made a, a very short retirement speech where I told people that I was a Christian, that I'd be working at my church, uh, you know, and what I was going to do with my future, and. Um, there was there was a great deal of surprise and shock silence. Really, but afterwards, people came up to me and told me that they were also Christians, but they also no. Never that's really right. So I think there is a, a lot of false propaganda going around about how scientists are not Christians that are not religious. I mean, not mm. everyone. There are Jews, there are uh, yep. Muslims, there are Hindus, uh, and lots of Christians and. You know, the fact that Francis Collins, who was probably the top scientist in the country, the head of the NIH, uh, is very open about his Christianity has really been helpful. And there, of course, there are many others. And I'm a member of an organization of Christians, all of whom are scientists, called the American Scientific Affiliation. There's about 3,000 of us. And when we meet together and we meet at a prayer service and you have 3,000 PhDs singing, you know, singing some hymn it's it's an incredibly overwhelming experience oh, that's, that's super cool really wonderful yeah very cool Gosh, i yeah. love that boy so, si, we really enjoy it when you're here thanks for coming yes i i love to be here and call me anytime thank you before Cy gart g-a-r-t-e Cy gart you can uh, see Cy online especially on twitter where he uh, tweets often he is the author of the book we've talked about the works of his hands a Scientist's Journey from Atheism to Faith. Dr. Saigart. My name is Namrita Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the child. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. 
my friends, my industry, even my family, all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. Go to SalemNow.com to buy today. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. Facing a layoff near retirement? You may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be important to achieving your retirement goals. This is Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team has worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. With taxes at historic lows, we can look at options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Our team at Accurate Solutions Group is offering a 10-step layoff survival guide. For your complimentary copy, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Accurate Solutions Group is ready to assist you. For your copy or to schedule your complimentary 401k review, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Neither the firm nor its representatives can provide tax advice. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, is proud to offer benefits to heroes of home care, including Hero Pay and Hero Sign-On bonuses. Any caregiver who joins the Help at Home team is eligible for a Hero Pay $500 sign-on bonus plus ongoing bonus pay. We know it's been a difficult time. Help at Home wants to make sure you get the Hero Pay you deserve. Give us a call today to find out more or go to helpathomepa.com. That's helpathomepa.com. I was perusing at wordfm.com recently. And holy smokes, there's a lot going on at wordfm.com. Uh, you know about this Christmas mortgage miracle? Mm-hmm. They Sounds pay good, your, right? Yeah, they, they pay your rent or your mortgage for a year. That's at wordfm.com. You can also... Um, Find about a Bible study that's led by Mark Hall from Casting Crowns, also at wordfm.com. Uh, if you're a coffee lover, you can sign in, sign up to win <laughs> a pallet full of coffee, which is worth 3500 bucks. Wow. Did, does it come with a storage container? <laughs> well, maybe it's 3500 bucks. I don't know. Yeah, it's an awful lot of coffee. How about uh, the Family Movie Night DVD six-pack? courageous fireproof facing the giants and more all that i mean all that stuff is like kind of mm-hmm. freebie stuff just for stopping by wordfm.com so uh, i would encourage you to check it out uh, when you get you some free time and you're out surfing the web Kath, like i did not know this okay. uh, speaking of science and um you know what it is to be alive in this amazing world did you know that the earth sends out a pulse signal every 26 seconds a pulse signal yeah i don't know what that means Earth is pulsating every 26 seconds. Uh, you can see it. There is a tiny seismic rumble every 26 seconds that goes around the globe. Now, this has been this enigma, uh, this mystery was first discovered about 60 years ago. Um, some scientists say it could be a harmonic phenomenon. 
a res a regular seismic chirp caused by the sun's energy or a beacon that is drawing scientists to its source to begin a treasure hunt here's the deal in the early 1960s a, a geologist by the name of jack oliver he first discovered this pulse also known as a micro seismum he worked at Columbia University. Now, they didn't have the uh, equipment to sort of go deep into this. But since then, scientists have discovered a lot of time that they listen to this pulse. It, it originates from the Gulf of Guinea, which is right off the Nigerian coast. Some researchers think it's um, the pulse has kind of a prosaic cause because under the world's oceans, the continental shelf acts like a gigantic wave break. And it's so it's this boundary that's not too far off Nigeria. The highest point of the plate falls off. The water hits it and sends a sping out around the world. That blows my mind a little. Yeah. 26 seconds. The Earth Pulse. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is calling for, in his words, every legal vote to be counted. President Trump raising concern about election officials in Philadelphia accepting mail-in ballots without the proper postmark, even duplicating some ballots. The counting continuing in four key battleground states. In Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, Democrat Joe Biden has pulled into the lead, but President Trump says he's not giving up the legal battle. If you're in South Florida, be alert. Forecasters say the storm called Eta is back over the Caribbean, where it's expected to strengthen into a tropical storm once again. It's expected to bring soaking rains, high winds, and heavy surf to Florida by early next week. On Wall Street, stocks finishing mixed. The Dow fell 66. The Nasdaq gained four, and the S&P 500 dropped one point. This is SRN News. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsorouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsorouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsorouspittsburgh.com. This is time that matters, a window of time to help protect the ones you love. Your preteen benefits from staying up to date with their well visits. This is your window of protection. Schedule their well visit now. Brought to you by Merck. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that moment in time, her life changes forever. We're fighting alongside patients because we know 
One moment can change a lifetime. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call one 800 very dry or visit jdwaterproofing.com i consider not only my team members but my patients my family and i miss them for quite a few months stock family dentistry would like to say welcome back one of the biggest blessings i have received is to be able to use my talents and my passion to serve my community through our dental office and i'm proud to say that we're doing it in a very safe way. We're finally back up to full speed. It's nice to be back with family. On Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Greetings, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Sacred Addictions with over 27 years of recovery from multiple addictions. There's a saying in the recovery community, meeting makers make it. And through our higher power, Jesus Christ, and implementing the 12 steps of recovery founded in the Word of God, you too will recover and heal. Why not join us at our meeting every Sunday evening at 6.45 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Tonight, clear with a low 42. Tomorrow, warm with the temperature approaching the record of 78 set in 1938 with plenty of sun and a high 74. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 43. Sunday, sunny and warm, with the temperature approaching the record of 76, set in 1881, with a high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along. Absolutely gorgeous Indian summer Friday afternoon. Very well here. Um, hope that you're having a good day here and looking forward to the weekend sans fear or anxiety. Kath, uh, yeah, I'm ready. you and I have been working from home for some time here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, there apparently it are in places in the industrialized world where, you know, especially where space is at a premium, workers are working from home but still yearning for a place outside of the home like to go back to the office but would sort of be covid friendly in some mm. ways so in japan what so another place to work that's not your office right exactly a that's safer place open perhaps airy okay would give you an opportunity to you know do your work but in you know maybe what i would call safer settings perhaps okay well the people in japan who are always innovative uh, there is a um, amusement park a few miles outside of the central city in Tokyo, and they have made the amusement park open for business people. Now, the park is closed down for the season, so you can go and spend $18 for a poolside office space at this amusement park from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Now, for one of those hours, you can also take your computer and have Wi-Fi and get on the Ferris wheel and work for an hour as part of the package. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
let's back up to this to the pool for a minute. Yeah. So you could work from what you say nine a.m. to like three p.m. at the nine pool? to four, nine to four nine to for four. eighteen dollars okay. a day poolside at an amusement park outside of Tokyo. Okay, here's the thing though: you're gonna have you know those little you're gonna get those marks on your legs. You know those you know the the plastic chair marks right. on your legs. That's right. gonna be, can you imagine how bad that's gonna be after being at the pool working on your computer for nine hours? Wonder what the weather's like in Tokyo now. I mean, it, I don't that, know. I mean, it's not like it's temperate. I don't think right. And they have a winter. There's a winter in Tokyo. Winter in Japan. I was only in Tokyo once, and it, yeah. I was not out. I was no. really not outside of the airport. No, it's not temperate. It's not. Uh, it has four seasons. So I, you know, sooner or later, you're going to have to go inside. But for that eighteen dollars, while the weather's decent, go to poolside, and then, which is weird, sit on the Ferris wheel, and you've got your Wi-Fi and your laptop. I would never ever do that. I hate the Ferris wheel. Oh, I love the Ferris wheel. Oh my gosh, I hate it. Why is that? Because it's scary. It's very gentle. It's no, it's listen, it is, it's too shaky. I'm too reliant on the bolts on the side. The swinging mm-hmm. really is upsetting. I don't like a Ferris wheel right. even a little bit. Okay. So how about this then? So if you don't want to go to the amusement park now, of course, uh, in Japan, the Japanese, for whatever reason, love their karaoke. Yeah. And uh, Japan is full of something, which I did not know, called karaoke boxes. They are hotel-like buildings where people can rent a room for a few hours to sing with friends, backed up by recorded music. Now, one of the biggest companies in the business is promoting its 10,000 karaoke boxes for use as teleworkers. Okay, so you, you would go into this little box and you wouldn't, you know, sing, no, you know, don't stop believing care. with your friends, but you'd work instead? Exactly. Five bucks an hour, including all, this is weird, five bucks an hour, including an all-you-can-drink service. And some well, that come would help with, with the work. Mm-hmm, some of them come with a whiteboard wall to stimulate a, uh, simulate a real meeting room. Uh-huh. So you can go for five bucks an hour, drink unlimited, maybe sing a few tunes and try okay, to get some work crazy. done. Now, listen, I've seen some photographs of these karaoke boxes yeah. and the ones I've seen are like completely windowless. Yeah. They're just little, they literally are a box. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a dark. So you, you go in there. I mean, people are doing karaoke, not at eight, nine in the morning. They're usually doing it at nine at night. And so it's like a nightclub kind of atmosphere. So working in that sounds horrible. Yeah. Well, I, I would imagine, though, look, space is at such a premium in Japan, right? People, even with the population decline, people are sort of jammed into these little tiny places. So remember years ago, there was that uh, people were uh, staying at hotels in Japan. They were essentially little tubes. Right. Remember that? Yes. So it's basically that, big enough for your body to lay down in. Right. So, I mean, at least you're not working in a tube, right? I don't know how much better that is, but thank you. Yeah. Well, thank goodness. There's nothing quite like a spare room. I'll tell you that right now. All right. Very, very good. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, actually, before we do that, I guess I should tell you that your weekend has begun. Oh, please do. Yes. Frederica Matthews Green. Why did Jesus always tell people? Why did he heal them and say, don't tell anybody? We're going to talk about that next. Okay, so Thanksgiving Day, not that far away, and if you're thinking about plans for a crowd or not, we would suggest you talk to Marsha at the Springhouse. Hey, Marsha, how you doing? Hi, guys. Great. How are you doing? Good, Marsha. Yeah. Are you guys making plans for Thanksgiving already? We are. We already are. And you know what? People have been 
woo-wee, calling and calling already. My son came home from Penn State to set something up online, and he goes, Mommy, it's November 2nd. Why are they calling about Thanksgiving already? <laughs> Good. I said, they're ready this year, honey. They're ready to get together with their families. <laughs> yes, people are chomping at so, the bit. Yes, they are. So um, we've taken a lot of calls already. We have um, an order form online, and they can actually sign up for a time. Now, we're going to keep it. And, and I know you guys have been here that day before Thanksgiving, and you know that in the past it's been pretty crazy, a lot of people. Yeah, but this year there's sure. going to be a controlled crowd. We're actually going to have a constable having people check in with their, you know, with their confirmation that says what time they signed up for. So we don't get oh. too many people in the store at a time. Okay, so we good. have a good plan going there. And then we have um, we have a take and bake on there, a big take and bake that people can get for um, eight to ten people or a little one if they get for two people. And then, of course, we have the fresh turkeys and the smoked ham and all the big goods that they can just order like regular, too. They can do it online or they can call either way. So we are um, we're stepping up since we got the third generation helping up with helping out with bringing us into the next century. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Marsh, before you go, let's talk about turkey size. I mean, people are, you know, if there's less people, can you get a smaller turkey? Yes, actually, we are dealing with um, a new family this year, the Pounds Turkey Farm. They are cutting way back. They're just going to sell turkeys of their own in their own shop. Um, so they told us about a family in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. It's actually a Mennonite family. And I met three generations came to talk to us. And they're so wonderful. And they do a beautiful job cleaning the birds. They showed me pictures of them. They're the same broad-breasted kind of turkeys that we were getting from Pounds. They're really nice. And But the great thing is they're going to have small turkeys, too. So we're going to be starting nice. at 10 pounds this year and going up to 30 pounds rather than 14. Oh. So Very people nice. can get a small turkey, and um, or of course we'll have them on the buffet. We'll have turkey and stuffing, and and smoked ham in Alabama, and all your favorites on the buffet that Tuesday and Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So somebody that wants to just come get a little bit of this and a little bit of that for Thanksgiving Day, we'll have it. Great. Okay, Marcia, give a phone number if people want to call and order sure. a turkey. Sure, seven two four two two eight three 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 nine. Very nice. All right. Thanksgiving's coming. Before you know it, order your turkey from the Springhouse. We'll take a quick break and come back. Our next guest is going to talk about a secret. Stay tuned for that. 1.5 WORD. She was giving me the ultrasound and she turned on the sound and my baby had a heartbeat. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you could provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY or go to wordfm.com. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-094. You'll find all the MyPillow products at My 
mypillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-094, promo code word, you'll get yours soon. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Our next guest is going to talk about a messianic secret. Frederica Matthews Green is with us on a monthly basis. Frederica is a writer a wide ranging of different subjects. She also has a book that we've loved and found many years ago. It's called The Jesus Prayer, the ancient desert prayer that tunes the heart to God. Her latest book is called Welcome to the Orthodox Church, an Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Frederica, thanks for being with us. Please talk to us about this secret. Yeah, hi, John. Hi. Um, hi. Oh, hey, Frederica, uh, let me, Frederica, oh, hi, let me, in, hi, I just want to interrupt you for a minute and read the passage so you've got something to talk about. Okay. I picked one. This is the, this is the beginning of Matthew 18. It says, mm-hmm. when Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately, he was cured of his leprosy. Then Jesus said to him, see that you don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the gift Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Why are you not supposed to tell anybody? Yeah, isn't that weird? Because we're Christians. We're supposed to tell everybody. Jesus came in order to preach um, to tell people about the kingdom of God. So what's this all about? Um, this has been something that has puzzled scholars for a long time. And about a hundred years ago, a, a Bible scholar named William Brady uh, gave it the name, the Messianic Secret. Why was Jesus keeping his Messiahship secret? And I think even if you haven't gone about it uh, in a systematic way, just hearing the Bible read aloud in church or reading it from time to time, you often wonder about that. Well, I have a theory. <laughs> I, I think it's a good theory. I think that this is why Jesus is telling people not to tell anyone, and then other times he tells them they should tell people. Um, at other times he even calls a crowd together. I think the reason is reflected in a, um, a little anecdote that was told by Francis McNutt, who was a Catholic priest with a big healing ministry, Francis McNett. And one time he said he was at a conference. It was a very busy time, a lot of speakers, many, many days. He needed a break. So after lunch one day, he went back to his room, put on his tennis whites, got his tennis racket, opened the door because he was going to go down to the courts. And he said there was a whole line of people waiting outside his door, just hoping that he would pray for them for healing. Mm. And what an awkward spot that put him in. I think that's exactly what happened to Jesus. Jesus came out in order to preach, but he kept doing healings. Every time he did a healing, a huge crowd would gather together. I, I believe we see this most clearly in the Gospel of Mark, which is the first of the four Gospels, the earliest, 
And the tradition is that it is actually the reminiscences, <laughs> the memoirs of St. Peter, that as St. Peter, who may have been illiterate, he kept traveling and telling people all the stories he knew about Jesus, everything that he remembered, that young John Mark traveled with him and began writing it down. And so that's where the Gospel of Mark comes from, is from John Mark writing down all these things that, that Peter would say. And if you read it, looking through Peter's eyes, I'm just imagining that you are Peter walking alongside Jesus and seeing these things happening, you begin to realize what a terrible problem crowd control was. Every time he did a healing, the crowds would get huge, and sometimes they were afraid that he would be crushed by the crowd. They tried different things, like uh, uh, Jesus gets into a boat and they push off from land so he's safe, so people aren't grabbing at him and pulling him and, and knocking him down. Um, he can actually preach the gospel if he's off in a boat a little ways off, off from land. So they're always trying to figure out ways that he can keep preaching and, and doing some healings, but not getting a crowd so enormous that they can't even cope with it. You know, there, there are places in the Gospel of Mark where it says they couldn't even eat. You know, they had no leisure even to eat because they were so surrounded by the people. And I think one of the, um, it's interesting just to look in the first chapter of Mark in which um, the first healing that Jesus does is um, a person who's possessed and he casts out the demon. And then it says in Mark, Mark 1, 27 and 28, immediately the word got around, like the same day. Immediately word got around. Jesus went home with Peter and Andrew, and in their house he sees Peter's mother-in-law and he heals her. Um, but it says a very large crowd is gathered outside. And so by, by sunset, everybody in the neighborhood is sick or has a demon or anything says the whole city was gathered outside their door. The flavor of this, I think, is like, um, it has that eyewitness quality, that if you actually went through something, elements of it would make a very deep impression on you and be a big part of the story when you told the story. Like if you went on a camping trip, but it rained the whole time. Um, when you're telling it, you would say, it never stopped raining, everything got wet, my boots were all muddy. You would keep reverting to the fact that it rained so much. And then a friend says, well, what did, what did she say about her camping trip? They wouldn't keep repeating the part about the rain all the time. You know, it'd be like, well, it rained a lot, but they saw this mountain, and then they went over here, and then this happened. Mm -hmm. It's in an eyewitness story, an eyewitness account, that you get all this emphasis on too much, too many people crowded around the door. And I... Let's see, he's there that one night, and then he goes away to a far place trying to get away from the crowds, and Peter and Andrew find him and say, everybody's looking for you. So they go to a different city. They try to get a break. But then they come back to Capernaum, back to Peter's house, and this is that incident where they take the roof off so they can let right, the paralytic down. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is Mark, uh, Mark 2, 1 through 11. Um I just always picture Jesus and Peter inside the house. It is so crowded around the house. And these are people Peter knows. He's always lived in Capernaum. These are his friends and his neighbors and his customers and 
they are so clogging up around the house they can't do anything. And then Peter and Jesus feel this little a trickle of twigs and mud, you know, coming down upon them as the roof is being taken away. And they look up and they see daylight and there are people up there that are taking the roof off so they can lower this paralytic. And you just think about what is that like for Peter? They are literally tearing his house apart to get to to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's frightening, I think. So I believe that's why... It's, it's such a strong theme in the Gospel of Mark that um, they're trying to protect uh, Jesus physically. They're trying to find ways that there can be a crowd, because you can't preach if there's no crowd, but it can't be a crowd that is overwhelming him or um, so totally demanding healing that he can't get around to preaching. And you see this all the way through the Gospel of Mark. There are a couple of incidents, um, like when he crosses over to the other, the other side. He crosses the Sea of Galilee. He's over on the, the place, uh, the city of the Gerasenes. And uh, these are not Jewish people, and they've never heard of Jesus. So there's the Gerasene demoniac in the graveyard, and Jesus releases him from the evil spirits. And um, in this case, Jesus says to him, go and tell. Tell everybody what God has done for you. So it's like the opposite. When he's in Capernaum, he says, don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it's the garrison demoniac on the other side of the, of the lake, um, yes, he should be preaching the good news of what Jesus did for him. I don't mean to keep running on and on, but... No, but no, no, good. that's really good. That's interesting. So, you know, we just, yeah. we had a, a friend of ours, Jerry Boyer, um, who is a writer and a columnist and an economist and a lot of other things um, on the show a couple of weeks ago. And in part of his new book, Frederica, he talks about the fact that people like me, I'm sad that I fit in this category, but I don't pay attention to geography when I'm reading the gospels in particular. <laughs> and so I don't know where we are. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yet he was saying that if you were telling a tale about a place in America now, it would be very important if you mentioned that you were in Detroit or you were in Atlanta or you you were in Butler, Pennsylvania, which is kind of, you know, a little bit of a a country area or you were in Southern Florida. I mean, mean, especially today, that would matter. Especially today. Right. Right. (laughs) It depends on whether you need a recount or not. But um, I know. But the geography we think of in our stories as being essential. But for some reason, when I read the gospel stories, I just it, it just goes in one ear and out the other. I, and I think I was that way until I visited Israel. And then it kind of got more ingrained in my mind yeah. than it had been before. I think people, if you actually go to a place, it's like, oh, this is real. You know, oh, it, right, it, right. Suddenly right. it has dimensions to it. Um, but I'm not, I'm not as good as my husband, who's a pastor. You know, he has, he loves maps, and he's always got a lot of maps open, and he studies art, and he makes sure that he has a good grounding, not just in this, but when he's reading a history book. And for me, it's like, oh, I'll do it later. <laughs> so, but it does help if you're thinking about they cross the lake, now he's in the land of the Gerasenes. Now, if you remember, he heals this man, and all the people come out, instead of saying, here are sick and and oppressed people, please heal them, they say, go away. Go away, Jesus. We don't want any more of this. The reactions of people are so different, and knowing the geography, you can visualize it a little bit better. 
That's good. So, Fre- yeah, Frederica Matthews Green is with us. Frederica, I'm glad you brought this up because I think this is a common thought for everybody who reads the Gospels. And you go, wait a second, we should be shouting yeah. this from the rooftop. I always sort of took it as, you know, a means of, well, you know, we were um, submitting ourselves to, to whatever God wants us to do, right? We were humbling ourselves. So if we don't go and blab uh, and talk about these things, they'll find their way anyway. But of course, you know, I mean, no one can keep a secret. So this was going to kind of come out one way or another. That's true. And in a way, what's touching is that at this time, there was so much illness, paralysis, demon possession, so much of this, and that people cling to hope. And they told each other, there is a healer here in town. He's at Peter's house. They told each other, and they would, you know, they would carry a paralytic. It's lovely to see the friendships that people had for each other, how much they wanted each other to be healed, how much trouble they were willing to go to. But it sure does overshadow the actual preaching. Um, Jesus has to find ways to get far enough away from the people that he can talk to them without being pulled on every every minute. And you remember the story where he's going to Jairus' daughter, and he's surrounded by a thick crowd, and all of a sudden he says, who touched me? And Peter says, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. Everybody's jostling you and pushing against you. But he realized that, that healing had gone out from him, and that the woman with the flow of blood had been healed. Um, it's, a, it's a logistical problem. And once you start looking at these Gospels with that in mind, I think it's especially clear in Mark. You see how they try, let's try this, let's try that. Mm-hmm. All these yeah. different ways of, yeah, yeah, trying to, trying to cre- create room for preaching while not being overwhelmed by people who are looking for healing. Fascinating. We've been talking to Frederica Matthews Green, wide-ranging author. Uh, One of her books, The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer That Tunes the Heart to God, and her newer work, Welcome to the Orthodox Church, An Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Thank you, Frederica. Thanks, Frederica. Always good to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. Let's take a break. Come back. Uh, Why this professor is writing letters for people who are feeling blue. That's next on The Ride Home with John and Kathy, the Indian Summer Friday edition. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. We all play a role in keeping our community safe. Every day, we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our everyday. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when something doesn't seem quite right that it's time to pay attention. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. 
John, I talked to my daughter today, who's a student at Grove City, and uh, we were talking about her grades. You know, it's a little more than halfway through. Her midterms were last week. And I said, so, you know, how's it going? And she said, Mom, I had the greatest meeting with my guidance counselor. And I said, guidance counselor? She's not really a guidance counselor. It's like your advisor when you get to college, advisor, right? Yeah, right, right. And I said, what was so great about it? And she said, well, what I couldn't believe is like he was up to date on what I was doing. Like he knew how I was doing in each one of my classes. He knew the professors I had. He knew some of the things I'd talked to him about before. She said, I, all of a sudden I felt like I didn't have to go in and like tell him how things were going. He already knew how things were going. And so it was an opportunity for us to kind of get to know each other better. And I thought to myself, John, that's what I missed in my college experience. And that's what I'm so glad my kids are getting is that type of individualized attention that just as an adult reaching out to a student and saying, hey, I know where you are. Let's talk about it. That's powerful. So Grove City College, big enough to know it's a university and there's great intellectual stew there, but small enough that you're known by the people who are supposed to look out for you and shepherd you. Listen, both Kath and I, our kids go there. We love it. Look online for next year at Grove City College, gcc.edu. That is Grove City College. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, clear with a low 42. Tomorrow, warm. The temperature approaching the record of 78 set in 1938 with plenty of sun and a high 74. Clear skies for tomorrow night with a low of 43. Sunday, sunny and warm, with the temperature approaching the record of 76, set in 1881, with a high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. New York, New York, there's always something going on, even in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, There's a, a man, his name is Brandon Wolf. And he is what's known as a performance artist. He also has a doctorate. He's on the full-time faculty at New York University. But one of his performance art projects is to sit in Brooklyn, and he's got a folding table and a folding chair. He is dressed in a navy blue T-shirt emblazoned with the United States Postal Service logo. And he sits on this little table, at this little table, with a 1940s vintage style royal typewriter. And um, there is a, um, a little sign, and uh, he puts the sign up that says, The Console, which is shorthand for consolation. And he is encouraging people as they walk by to stand, and he can help them type a letter of consolation to console someone. So they give a, an example where a little boy walked up and said, type a letter to my grandpa. I miss him. I can't see him. Mm. So to engage in this conversation, and then in short order, 10 lines are written. The uh, artist provides an envelope and a stamp. There is a mailbox across the street, and there you go. And it's a little sort of empathy, some good wishes. I love that. And of course, some love in a letter far from home from someone who needs a little cheering up. That is wonderful. Yeah. So call it what you want, performance art or just a little touch of love. It's a good thing in Brooklyn, New York.
101.5 WORD. God blesses everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of next year? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. Are you a 50-year-old male with pre-existing conditions, conditions where you may be a bit porky and have type 2 diabetes? If so, $1 million of term insurance should only cost about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. If you lean left or right, wear a mask or don't, Big Lou will find an affordable term life policy for you. Big Lou's been very, very busy lately finding affordable term life insurance for people with pre-existing conditions. He's great on the phone with a bedside manner second to none. Get a term life quote now by calling 800 800- 555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford with no broken promises. So call Big Lou. He's a lot like you, and he's hoping for a vaccine too. For affordable term life, call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085 or BigLou.com. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to SelectQuote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Seriously? Yeah. I think we all know what we're still talking about. We're going to keep talking about for what, the next month? Could be. The election, of course, is what we were all talking about. Next, please. What was a conversation that made you think? For the first time ever, John, I went with a conversation from today. Oh. I've never picked a conversation from okay. the day of the week of review, but I just loved our conversation with Sigart today at mm. number 40. Uh, he's a biochemist. And just hearing him as a scientist just kind of discuss in a laid back fashion 
just how he thinks about his faith in Jesus and his approach to science and, um, you know, how he deals with peer reviewed journals and how he deals with conversations with other Christians and trying to communicate all that to people who aren't scientists. I thought it was really good. Excellent. Uh, I was hearkening back to Monday's show. We talked to Marilyn McIntyre, who I just, uh, just love. Mm -hmm. I mean, her presence, uh, her demeanor, there's just something that's really special about her. And of course, I mean, her books are just incredible as well, but she spoke to us on Monday about staying centered, practicing peace and putting politics in perspective. And um, again, she just, her tone is very clean and very simple. There's a, a, an element of holiness about Marilyn yeah. that I always appreciate hearing, right? To keep things in perspective. What did you eat? Well, I've talked about this before, but I got to talk about it again because it's so incredible. And I don't believe people do this enough. I was in a checkout, I had bought two of these pomegranates. Oh gosh, the pomegranate, Mike. And the young girl was there and she was like, they didn't have a little tag on it, you know, like the little barcode. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what are these? And I said, what? It's a pomegranate. She, she didn't know like, what it was. She didn't know what they were either. No idea. So there was I am. Relate, like, was she related to, to Mike Duffy? Not, I have no, I mean, she was, you know, 20 something, you know, and yeah. she was like, what? And so I went off into this whole thing. I mean, I should be an evangelist for pomegranate. <laughs> And and then when I got home, I, I cut them in fours and I took all the seeds off. And of course, if you're doing this, I highly recommend it. And I made a gigantic bowl of pomegranate seeds for me, cut the second one up, made a, a bowl of seeds for my wife. And we sat there after dinner and ate those things like it was our only job in the universe. I'm telling you, it is so scrumptious. I can't recommend it enough. So go out and buy yourself a pomegranate. Well, I'll take your pomegranate and I'll put it in my salad. Oh, yeah. Listen, pomegranates in a tossed salad mm. are so delicious. But here's, here is the trick. And John and I did not plan ahead. Of course, we, we never share what we're going to do with Week in Review. But these two things fit together. Make your own salad dressing. Oh, I never in my life had any salad dressing other than the bottle that you buy in the grocery store until I met my mother-in-law and she made her own salad dressing. And I thought, well, really, why would you make your own salad dressing until I tasted it? And it is like the difference between throwing a bullet and shooting a bullet. I mean, (laughs) homemade salad dressing is so much better. And here's the thing. It's so easy. So anyway, since then, it's become my single favorite thing to cook is I just love to make up to try to do new salad dressings. It's so delicious. It's so wonderful. It's so cheap. You will never look back. Make it in a ball mason jar with a screw top lid. Shake it up. Put it in your refrigerator. You're good to go. Right. We have some in our refrigerator. We call it Kathy's sauce. Oh, it's so sweet. Mm, Very nice. What did you watch? Listen, Walking Through History is a show that I've talked about in the past. It's a show on the BBC hosted by Tony somebody. I can't think of his last name right now. He's a he's <coughs> Sir Tony, actually. And it sounds so boring. It sounds like, are you really talking about a show about walking? But this guy has walked around all different parts of England. Mm. And he takes 60 minutes and he walks through some interesting historical part of England or some epically gorgeous part of England. I mean, it is so, he is excellent. He's a wonderful uh, presenter 
and the places that he's traveling to are beautiful and the brand new season just dropped on Amazon. Really? So it's on Amazon prime walking yes. through history. Mm-hmm. All right. Very nice. Well, I wish I would have watched that because I've got a 20 year old who is obsessed with ongoing election coverage. Oh no. That's all that's been on every time I even come close to the living room and see the TV it's on. So oh. whether it's Fox or C-SPAN or you name it, it, it circles through. As soon as that kid's up and he's not out working, he's in front of the tube and he's yelling updates. I mean, holy smokes. I'm, I'm over that. What hacked you off? Listen, that Steeler fine that they got today from the NFL is so ridiculous. I mean, I'm just hacked off about it. And I know we're talking about multimillionaires, but it's just ridiculous. It's patently absurd that they're handing out a fine to Mike Tomlin for not wearing a mask. When I've watched him the whole season, he's probably the coach that wears the mask the best, safest way yeah. most of the time, more than any other coach in the whole league. Mm-hmm. How does he end up with a fine? It's crazy. That is crazy. What hacks me off? God has given us such a great country at such an incredibly beautiful time in this world. And still, we hate each other, and we cannot get along. I mean, I don't know if it hacks me off. It certainly breaks my heart. That's what I've been thinking about. What was the best news you heard this week? Steelers beat the Ravens. Steelers, that's good stuff. Okay, listen to this. These two brothers, Bradford Manning and his brother, Brian Manning, um, both these guys have um, some sort of degenerative eye disease. And over time, they've slowly gone blind. And so they've made money in tech. They've made money in different things. So they were out one day in a department store. And they're with each other, but somehow they got separated. And when they eventually found their way back to each other, it turns out both brothers were holding the exact same shirt. And they touched this shirt as they were shopping and they were away from each other. And they both loved this shirt because the shirt is super, super soft. And they hit on something. They were like, wait a second. We both found this independently from each other. We loved it because it was so soft. Let's produce soft things and sell soft things. So if you go online to blindbrothers.com, they'll send you a mystery box that runs anywhere from $20 to $320. And it's generally clothing of the soft order. It's just a different way of unbelievable. Yeah. Of people looking at things. Blindbrothers.com. Yeah. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? I have a quote from Abraham Lincoln today. Kind of in the same vein of what you were just talking about, John. I want to read it to you. Okay. He said, we are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone 
all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the union when again touched as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. The better angels of our nature. They're in there somewhere. Yes. Okay. Uh, In the same vein, Philippians 3, 17 to 4, 1. Brothers and sisters, join me in imitating, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end end is destruction. Their God is the belly. Their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation so that it may be conformed to the body of his glory by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. Draw close in these difficult and weird times. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Facing a layoff near retirement? You may have some important decisions to make regarding your 401k. If you don't work there, should your money stay? This decision could be important to achieving your retirement goals. This is Ethan Lane, Associate Advisor with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team has worked with many families with these types of decisions and understand your options. With taxes at historic lows, we can look at options for your 401k that could save you on taxes down the road. Our team at Accurate Solutions Group is offering a 10-step layoff survival guide. For your complimentary copy, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Accurate Solutions Group is ready to assist you. For your copy or to schedule your complimentary 401k review, call or text REVIEW to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Either the firm nor its representatives can provide tax advice. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as price as ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-094. You'll find all the MyPillow products at My pillow.com but by calling right now at 1-800-391-094 promo code word you'll get yours soon When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across 
across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by a local Napa Auto Parts store, Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Went downstairs during the uh, 5 o'clock hour break, and the, uh, the aforementioned son had bought a pullover hoodie online. And so he was excited. It came in today in the mail. He opened up the package in front of me, put it on. Too small. Ugh. Too small. He had ordered a, a he ordered a medium and it fit fine, but it was, you know, it's a hoodie. So you kind of want a little mm-hmm. blouse need, to your hoodie. You I need think. some breathing room in there. Yeah, you do. So I said, okay, send it back. And, you know, a week from t- today, you'll probably get it, you know, the new one. So how many times you've done this? You buy something, you, you know, order something online after a lot of searching, you get all excited, you order it, it comes and you go, geez, that wasn't what I was looking for at all. Or I look yeah. crazy in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is an art to shopping for clothes online. Uh, today's Wall Street Journal, from eBay to Google, uh, seven expert tips to master online shopping. Now, these are pretty sort of self-explanatory in a way. Um, you know, and I think for a lot of this, these are for like people who really like to buy high end, but it still doesn't preclude you and I from the conversation. You can buy generic, right? I mean, when I'm buying stuff online, how many times have you bought like a shirt where I'll buy like the Amazon product? You ever do that? Amazon basics? You know, that's funny because I just bought one. I think I bought my first one of those just a couple of days ago. Oh, you know, I gotta be honest more often than not. It's more than fine. Okay. Like, you know, you're buying socks or yeah, like a t- or, it's like a t-shirt. Yeah. I, right. Boy, believe me, more than half the price you'll save, and the quality's not bad. Okay. Um, they're saying use Google Images. Google Image Search is your friend, because then you can you know sort of look at the look at like say like you know I, I bought a I bought um a coat I bought a like a barn coat mm-hmm. kind of, you know like three quarter length yeah. Um, I, I was able to really kind of look at it, sort of turn it around, revolve it, kind of oh, get up of, close. Oh, right. Instead of searching for barn coat and just looking at the descriptions, looking at the photographs. Right. Yeah. You get sort okay. of like, you know, a yeah, twist yeah. to it. Um, it's good to master your saved searches if you're looking for clothing, because that way you can, you know, sort of go instead of recreating the wheel all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for this particular, like, especially for women with a blouse or a pair of slacks, yeah. you know, save your sizes and that whole kind of thing. It's, it's just save yourself it's kind of like a quick stop time saver. That's all. Yeah. You know, I do that on eBay. If I'm looking for something, you know, hit save. If I'm looking for like, uh, I don't know, walnut end table. Yeah. If you put that in the search bar and then all the walnut end tables come up and then you look at them and you're like, no, I don't really like any of them. If you I hit see. saved search, you'll get an email every time another walnut end table is listed. On oh, eBay. that's cool. Okay. All right. So, so if say you're on eBay and you're looking for, you know, like, <laughs> remember the, uh, the saga of me and my cashmere scarf. I remember it well. Okay. So they're saying when, you know, you go to eBay and like, maybe you're looking for a, like a high end brand. I mean, I, I don't do this, you know, say you're like, you know, going to try to buy something from Prada and you look on eBay. Well, all of a sudden, you know, you've got, 
50,000 things that are whatever that is. Right. They're saying go to like eBay alternatives, which I I don't know these places. Uh, eBay alternatives like real, real or Mm. Vestari, Vestari collective. Uh, they're saying, you know, they're smaller, generally cheaper, easier to navigate. Yeah. Easier to navigate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a primo proxy service, which I don't, I've never even considered something like that. So Japanese clothing is famously robust. They say bargain hunters can score deals by way of proxy sites, uh, by Zen market, which allow American users to search far flung reselling sites. And, um, it's cheaper to do that. If you, you know, instead you're going on eBay or, you know, buying direct. Yeah, I've heard about that. I've never tried that. That seems a little too complicated for like a civilian. I guess. I mean, you know, some people are like, you know, some people are foodies. Some people are closies. Yeah, right, right. right. So, you know, if that's your style, you're going to find a way to navigate to sort of cut through the clutter. Anyway, eBay, seven tips on for shopping. Speaking of uh, style. Yeah. I have two celebrity birthdays today, John. Oh. And uh, I'd like you to guess their age. Okay, good. I like this. Uh, Today's Emma Stone's birthday. Whoa. Okay. That's really interesting. I mean, Emma Stone, um, that's a heck of a resume for somebody so young. I bet you Emma Stone is no more than 33 years old. She's 32. Mm. Okay. That's very, very close. Happy birthday, Emma Stone. Yeah. Sally Field. Now, okay. Sally Field's the inverse. Look, I mean, as a kid, this is how old Sally Fields is. I used to love Sally Fields in The Flying Nun. Right. Oh my God. I love that show. Never so I've seen that show. I've seen pictures oh. that look really silly. It's a super silly show. I mean, really, but all... <laughs> it's a great show. Sally Fields. Uh, I bet you she's 75. She's 74. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, uh, it's also this day in history. Um, the year 1860. Abraham Lincoln was elected. Wow. Today, today. Mm-hmm. This day in history, that's a fine day to celebrate, right? Yes, it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. And in closing, it's Nachos Day. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Okay. uh, Nachos are sort of like as individual as someone's sock drawer, right? I mean, because everybody likes nachos a different way. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I had like real nachos, Mm -hmm. like nachos with, you know, ground beef and cheese and scallions yeah. and sour cream and right. guac. Oh, it's so good. Oh, that, I mean, what a great meal that is, isn't it? Oh my gosh, I love it so much. Yeah. I'm going to have it for dinner tonight. Are you? You're going to make your own? No. I'm going to let El Campesino make it for me. Oh, are you though? Mm. What's that like? Okay, so, because nachos ha- are one of those things that have to be eaten, I would say, quickly. Yeah. They okay, get all so he- weird and thing. funky. Here's the thing. I put the oven on before I go to get the food. Okay. And then when I come back, I pop the nachos in the oven. Mm-hmm. Just to give them a little yeah. crispy mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. better that way. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I love a you nacho. Know. Mike, you a nacho fan? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. In fact, I actually had a, um, a nachos for dinner uh, two nights ago with uh, nice. bean dip on top of it. <gasps> um mm-hmm. And squeeze a little bit of lime on top of it. Oh, yes, yeah, you that's did. Nice. Absolutely. That's, With, of course, the nice. tomatoes and the sour cream and all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I think the sour cream is what really is the coup de gras. In oh. the nachos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not the guac? I mean, the guac is okay, but guac, it, it 
guac seems like its own thing to me. I, mm. I would like it to be separate. I need to enjoy it individually. But the sour cream on the nachos, it just brings the whole thing. What about the queso oh. dip? You guys like the queso dip with it? I'll be happy I, to have that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I enjoy the queso dip. It's particularly the kind that El Campesino has. They mm-hmm. sprinkle on top. Uh-huh. It's very nice. Yes. All right. Well, so you made me want to go and watch an episode of The Flying Nun and have some nachos. <laughs> and I don't even know what that combination's all about. I might but... be the only person who's ever done that. <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us. Have yourself a great weekend. God willing, we'll see you Monday. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.